I think I reach out to those kids who need love so much because I personally struggled with that when I was younger after trauma hit our family. And so it's just a big combo of all of those pieces of my life, which led to this course. Welcome to the Sensitive Success Podcast. I'm Frida Carbo, founder of Sensitive Success Circle, the mastermind for sensitive coaches and changemakers who want to create success in their way with the help of their sensitivity. I have spent the last decade recreating my life. I moved from Sweden to New Zealand with my husband and two kids, working online, creating the life and business that I love with a mission to help others do the same. One of the things I learned is that we have so much wisdom inside when we learn to trust and take aligned action. And even though we're responsible for our journey, we don't have to do it alone. I do this work because I'm committed to helping highly sensitive, introverted, intuitive coaches and changemakers to do the work they are called to do in a way that works for them. I know it's possible and creates so many ripples. My intention with these episodes is for you to be inspired, empowered, and to know that you're not alone in your business adventure. If you haven't already, come over and connect with me on Instagram at Frida Carbo. Thank you for being here because it means that you're creating sensitive success too, which is precisely what the world needs. Welcome. Michelle Ganao created the Fixer Upper Parenting Course. She is a mom of three and a former teacher of 100 plus kids. She lived two types of childhoods, one that was fun-filled days and pure bliss, and one that was tense and traumatic which she wish she could forget for so long. As a parent and teacher, Michelle focuses on creating an environment with kid, where kids and students feel deeply loved and emotionally secure by using the practical tools and activities she shares in a course. She sees how quickly time is flying as her own kids grow. That's why her mission is to share these tools with other families to help them create the home that kids need and build a childhood their kids want to remember. I love that. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this important subject because the kids are really our future. So tell us a bit about your journey and how you come to work with what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh my goodness, that's a lot uh, has led here, but we'll sum it up nicely for you. So I was a teacher first and I always got the kids in my class who were the tough kids or the ones that the principals knew that I had the patience for where other teachers might just have done things a little differently with them. But I feel like I was always dumped with those kinds of students and where it was difficult and emotionally challenging. I also was very grateful to have them because I knew I could teach them in a way that I would really speak to like their person beyond just like worrying about academics, right? So just helping them cope and learn all of those like skills that will help them in life. And so those are the types of students I had. And then now I'm a mother of three and they're all little, but I'm already starting to see that one, my son in particular is definitely one of those kids who could be considered as the tough kid. And so I started using the same strategies, same tools that I did in my classroom. And I just see a huge difference with him at home. And it's always going to be work, right? Extra work. But I'm seeing a lot of changes just within his behavior that has just helped a lot and just keep some peace at home as well. So that's really where it stemmed from. So it's a compilation of teaching, my parenting, but then also of my own childhood, right? So I think I reach out to those kids who 
need love so much because I personally struggled with that when I was younger after trauma hit our family. And so it's just a big combo of all of those pieces of my life, which led to this course. Beautiful. It's so interesting how what happens to us shows us what we're here to do and what we're here to help others with as well. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I call this the Sensitive Success Podcast. So what is success to you? Success in general, I, I, of course, I go right to like parenting and helping kids. So I am going to go in that direction if that's okay with you. Success is really just feeling like I'm fulfilled personally, but also seeing a positive like impact that I have on the kids in my life, whether it's my students or own kids. So that's really how I see success. Wonderful. And how do you use sensitivity as your superpower? Oh my goodness. In so many ways. (laughs) So (laughs) I, yeah, like I said, I definitely have that. It's funny because I used to, growing up, I used to struggle so much with like big reactions and bad reactions. And, And so I came from that past and I don't want that in my home now. And so I use my sensitivity that I've learned over the years to help my own kids and students learn it too, so that they can have like healthy coping skills in every aspect of their life. So that's really how I have used sensitivity with just being really mindful of that and just helping kids learn like about emotions and feelings and helping them address them as they, as they're feeling them. Wonderful. You sound like the teacher you really want to have. So what made you go into to teaching? Yeah. So my mom actually was a teacher too. She retired. This is her first year that she was retired. So it's very odd for her, but yeah, I've been setting up classrooms since I was literally five years old because of her. And so I just always knew it was definitely, I was destined to be a teacher for sure. And it's funny you say that because even when I was teaching, I was the teacher who I would see other kids in other classes And if they were ever having like moments of struggling and I would be like, oh, I wish they were in my room. Like I I would do things differently or I would like, I would love to just try to work with them and see if I could like connect with them too. And so that was one of the things that I struggled with as a teacher because I just wanted to help so many kids beyond just my own class. And so that's where this course comes into play because now I can reach a lot more kids than just those 20 in my room, right? So that's the beauty of this, this job. And those who are listening are a lot of coaches and change makers and trying to create their own life. And many of them are parents as well. So I would love to talk to you a bit about how you balance that and how you treat that. Yeah, absolutely. So far, of course, it's going to change with each stage that my kids are at. But right now, my kids are, I have three of them, but they're all three and a half and under age-wise. So I have very little ones. So something that's been really important to my husband and I has been not using daycare, that like we are the sole caretakers of, of the kids. And so what we've done is throughout the past three years, we have balanced that in a way. My husband owns a business, so he has a little bit of flexibility in that. And I have flexibility in what I do. And so we really structure our week to make sure that both of us are able to help with the kids. And, and that's really been 
just really nice. And it's hard. It's definitely hard because sometimes I'm like, oh my God, it would be so much easier sending them to daycare or (laughs) doing something, you know, I'm like, oh, just the quiet alone. But it's something that's important to us. So we're just like, we're going to make it work. And we know it's temporary because all of a sudden, we know a couple of years from now, they're going to be in school or in a different situation that we will then adjust our work life balance, however you want to say it. Yeah, because me and my husband, we work from home as well. And just how to, like the freedom, you have the freedom to be with the kids and create your own business. But it's also, you need to give, sometimes I feel like it would be easier to just to go away from home because then the kids don't see that you're there. (laughs) So do you have any tips there on how to make them understand that you need to work? Yeah, Absolutely. I would say, especially with kids, they're so like consistency and routine really help kids and a lot of adults too, but like clear expectations and consistency with kids is going to be helpful. So something that we do personally is, like I said, I'm kind of like in a hideout spot right now as we speak uh, because they're all upstairs and I can hear them, but they're on the door. There's a red, we have like a red and green card that we switch on the door. So if they see it's red, they know that mommy or daddy are in the meeting and can't talk right now. If it's green, they know, okay, we're working, but you can come down. Uh, And so that's one little tip that we do just to kind of have a visual. Love it. That's such a great tip. So what would be your best tips? You talked about the tools and can you share some of them with us here? Yeah, absolutely. One that I just really love is, so there's a, let me start with a story here. So I had a student one year and he had panic attacks like every day in the classroom and he just required a lot of like physical support in that. Uh, And so we would have to stop the class and help him and make sure he was okay while also taking care of everyone else's needs, right? And so something that I learned as a teacher was every child is going to respond differently or need different things, I'll say. That's a better way of saying it. And so I wanted to learn, like, what was I doing that helps each child feel loved? Because that's something that they're not going to listen to you. They're not going to respond to like behavior discipline, right? Unless they feel loved and safe. So I, my desire with that was how do I make sure I'm helping them feel loved? And so this is, I don't know if you know the book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. So I personally love that book because it's just, I find that it's very true with people. And so I actually asked my students that, and now I do with my kids. And I said, okay, I feel loved by Mrs. Gano when she, what? I feel loved by my mom when she, I feel loved by my dad when he, and you can even do siblings and you can expand that into however, whoever you want to like touch upon. But it was amazing to see the responses because it's such a simple prompt or question, but you can really get a lot from that information. And so that's one of the little tools that I did with with the kids. And it just makes a huge difference. So helpful. So a question that is bumping around in my mind right now is as highly sensitive, we we easily go into others, but how do we keep our own energy in parenting? (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. So there's one other thing that I do um, every day that 
I started when I was a teacher, but I now continue it into parenting. And it's funny because, of course, we're not all perfect, right? So some weeks I'll slip on doing this myself. It's like I call it the daily check-in. And if I don't do it, I actually see a difference in my own mood and I'm not doing it. And so I'm like, okay, get back on the horse there, (laughs) do it again. So this is a quick little, it's like a little chart that I have and it takes five minutes in the day because I know we don't all have like amazing time to reflect and sit. So yeah, so I can run through it with you. It's like five quick prompts that I just fill out each day. So the first one is affirmations. So that's just being kind to yourself because a lot of times we wake up and we're just like, immediately awful to ourselves. We would never talk to that way to anyone else, but we will to ourselves, right? So a quick little affirmation to get you started. Like I, I can handle whatever comes to me today, or I feel powerful or I, whatever you want to tell yourself that day. Second one is self-care. So that is I feel like a lot of people get turned off by self-care because they're like, oh, I don't have an hour to go get a massage. And so so I'm like, well, no, that's not it. It doesn't have to be. Of course, that is nice. But just 10 minutes a day, like what can you do for 10 minutes a day or even five minutes for yourself? And I personally like going outside, just taking a little breather or reading And so I, I'm intentional with that. And I write down, okay, what is my 10 minutes today that I'm going to do for me? And then the next thing is just goal setting. So what is one or two big things that you want to get done that day so that you can go to sleep feeling a little more productive? Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I go by in the week and I'm like, what did I even do this week? And and so that kind of helps you stay on track. And then on the last two, so the next one is my personal favorite. So it's writing three good things that happened that day. And it's amazing because when you start to take note of those things, I sometimes have like seven things listed a day instead of just three, because you're like, oh, but I want to write this one too. And I want to write this one. So that's a, that's a fun thing to look back on. And then the last thing is when, what was something you laughed at that day? So just the importance of like bringing some lightness into our heavy days sometimes. So those are like the five quick prompts that I fill out each day. And it really does make a difference with um, just your whole perspective on the day. Love that. It sounds really powerful. It sounds like really focusing on the positives and supporting mm-hmm. ourselves and really see that we are important and take that time for ourselves, even if it's five minutes, as you say, we are doing something yeah. that supports us and that fills our cup as well. Mm. Yeah, you could bring the kids into it as well. I did that when I was in the classroom and and I do it now, even before we put the kids to sleep, I'll be like, what was something you had so much fun with today? And just to give them a little prompt. And then we talk about the good things of the day. And, and then we do, and it's important to also focus on the parts that were hard. So like, even with my son, with his behavior, there's always things in the day that did not go well. Right. So sometimes I'll be, I'll focus on the lessons learned from that. So I'll be like, Oh, I noticed this happened. Like next time, do you think we can maybe try X, Y, and Z, you know, and, and just kind of reflect on the day so that he can then go into the next day, having thought about it, not just like discipline in the moment and then it's gone. Uh, So that's something that I'm personally finding helpful with my son. Wonderful. Yeah. And is there anything else that you would like to add that you think that the listener would really benefit from? 
Those are the two that I really love personally. And and then just another quick activity is just learning, like teaching them how to love themselves. So it's a little, I have a worksheet, but you could do it as a conversation or the worksheet. And it focuses on like physical traits. Like what do you love about yourself? Like when I look in the mirror, I love my what? And then, um, and then also personality traits. So like, I love that I am what caring, kind, helpful, you know, and, and that's been really big because if we don't love ourselves, which we all know, right. And we all struggle with at some point in our life, if we don't love ourselves, we're not going to show up as our best, the best version of ourselves for other people. So that's just what I've put together. So those are, those are a few of my little activities that I love from it. But there's a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And I'm like trying to soak it all up. Uh, <laughs> love that. It sounds so supportive. What do you think the difference in the world would be if more people would do this? Oh, my goodness. So much. So much. That's where like I totally vulnerable moment. Like that's why this is so important to me to spread the word just because I I can picture what it would be like, you know, if people truly believed this and lived this in our homes. As a teacher, especially, I saw kids from so many broken homes. And I and I just picture if I was their parent or if they had like just a different situation at home, what would they be able to do in this world? And it would just be a huge difference. And I love the phrase hurt. Well, I don't love it, but I hurt people, hurt other people, right? So the goal is to help kids and adults who are hurting, not hurt anymore, so that they can then be a better version of themselves and and help other people instead. Beautiful. Mm, Let's make the world a better place. I know, seriously. (laughs) How do I reach more people? (laughs) That's my thing. (laughs) Definitely helpful, say. Yeah. So one question that comes up now as well is about mom guilt. Mm -hmm. What do you say about that? Mom guilt in general is very present. And so that's where I think like all of us, I will speak for myself too. Like some days I go to bed and I'm like, okay, that was a crappy day or that was a crappy moment in the day. I did not do the best job with dealing with my child or whatever happened, or maybe I didn't balance things well that day. So there's definitely going to be days that you feel that. And something that I've just learned is like, just to remind myself that I'm not the only person feeling that way. And that alone helps a little bit. And something that I personally also want to do is like, get a better support system of mothers with similar aged kids. That's something that I don't have right now, but I think would be really helpful in the future. And I'm aware of that. So that's something that I'm personally trying to like build a little bit because I think just hearing stories of other people would be really helpful to just be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I totally felt that way last week. (laughs) I'm not the only one. Awesome. Uh, So that would be nice. But yeah, just knowing everyone's going to feel it at some point. Yeah. I love that. So important to have people around us that understands our situation and to be able to talk about the things that comes up. Yeah, absolutely. And also just taking care of yourself, like even that daily check-in, if you're able to like address the mom guilt, but then also be like, okay, well, let's think and then kind of pull yourself back up from it, then that's that's also helpful too. Beautiful. 
thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom and making the world a better place. So is there anything else you would like to add? No, I think that is it. But thank you so much for letting me share here. Love it. Thank you so much. And we'll put the link to your page in the the show notes so they can find you if they want to know more. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This podcast is put together for you to see what is possible and how to use your sensitivity to create success in your way. If you know anyone who would find this conversation useful, please share. And if you share this on social media, tag me in and I would love to reshare it. Come over and connect with me on Insta at Frida Carbo and tell me your biggest takeaway from this episode. Thank you for listening and remember to keep shining so that those who need your help can find you.